What's up, guys? Episode 52, everyone. The Go Figure Podcast. Got a fun show for you guys today. And, you know, before we started, sometimes life just gets crazy, and I just thought uh, Ty had an interesting life experience. Ty, what happened yesterday morning? Yeah, you know, Leo, we're hoping we can get through this episode without it happening again, because Molly, dog. My, my dog, is here. We're heading to the, the dog ER in about... 45 minutes so oh really yeah we think she had a diaper or something which oh, apparently is, is really bad for yeah. dogs but yesterday morning this is where it all started uh i'm still laying there in bed we had woken up three times with thomas our seven month old you know already changed a, a poopy diaper and whatnot just sick of it my wife walks into the closet and i hear <gasps> panic and i'm like oh no what happened we go in and literally Pile of shit here, pile of shit here, Uh-oh. pile of shit here. It's it's everywhere. It looks like a it looks like a zoo in there, Leo. It, it's a nightmare. <laughs> and so uh, apparently Molly was panicked all night, went into the closet and and did her business. So I spent uh, the first hour or so of my morning yesterday with Abyssal and and carpet spray and oh uh, yeah, hoping it was just a weird fluke and it went yeah. away. But no, she's uh, Molly's still struggling. So oh, not good. Those those viewers today may get a special treat if. Can't hang well, in there another 30 minutes. So. You know, that reminds me of uh, something that doesn't exist anymore. They now have a vaccine for it. It's called the rotavirus. And so our first two kids got this rotavirus. And basically for about two or three days, your your one or two-year-old just vomits and has uncontrollable diarrhea like multiple times a day. And oh, uh, and it would come out of the diaper and yeah, very bad. Sounds very terrible. Bad. Yeah. Do dogs get it? Uh, I'm not, I don't think dogs get it. So okay. I I hope not. I think it's the diaper. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not good. Yeah. Not good. Well, anyway, today, everyone, today's episode 52, we've got some uh, fun topics we're going to be diving into. Topic number one is, you know, a lot of you are in the business finance space and you're wondering, well, what are the best industries out there that actually need access to funding right now that you can partner up with, that you can you know, search and and kind of focus on. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about what are we seeing right now in 2023 as we, you know, head into the the last four and a half months. Unbelievable. The last, uh, yeah, the last, not right? Yeah, the last four and a half months of 2023. So we're going to talk about the hottest industries out there to fund right now in uh, in 2023. And then we've got a couple mastery topics I thought we could talk about too. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting topic, Leo. We're we're talking about your credit score and at what point in the, you know, because a perfect credit score is 850. So at what point does it not even matter if your score gets any higher, right? Do you have to get to 850 to get certain funding resources and whatnot? So we're going to dive into that a little bit. That's going to be interesting for sure. Then we got another mastery topic. You know, how important are podcasts to business in 2023, either having one, being on one or both? So we're going to dive into that topic. And then what do we got on the sports tab? Yeah, we're just going to predict the four AFC division winners. Oh, that's going to be good because I think I wrote six, but I don't know what I was thinking. There's only four. Yeah, I think there, there's just four. But, but uh, may, maybe in the future. Yeah, I think, I think three of them should be pretty easy picks, but we'll see. It's going to be fun. Welcome to the Go Figure Podcast, created for parents and business owners who want to get their money right. My name's Leo Cannell. As a husband and father of five, I've been fortunate to create two eight-figure businesses in the fintech space. This podcast will share the values, principles, strategies, tools, and tactics that have helped us to build a fintech empire and provide an epic life for our family. 
Having been a parent and entrepreneur for 20 years, there's a lot I don't know. There's been a lot of failure. The good news is together, we'll find solutions to creating an epic life powered by a business that we love. All right, well, let's dive into it. The hottest industries to fund in 2023. There are a lot of different uh, industries that are growing and that you can provide funding on that have a need for funding. There, Of course, every industry is always going to have a need for funding no matter what. But as we take a look at kind of the hottest industries out there in terms of those that need funding, what, what comes to the to your mind is, is maybe one of the top ones right right away? E-commerce, more specifically Amazon sellers, because it's that inventory-driven business. And the reason why it's so hot right now in the last few months is the fourth quarter is when those businesses start to really boom. Um, I, I saw once that they do like 70 to 80% of their revenue in the fourth quarter. Um, so obviously, to get inventory, you have to have capital. And so that's where these inventory-driven e-commerce businesses have been really, really hot from the funding standpoint. No question. I think we've seen a trend that that just keeps on increasing. It's not going down. And, and I remember it was like uh, four years ago, I, I want to say. In 2019, we were going to events and serving some e-commerce businesses, events uh, around the country from Miami, all these different spots. We had Letterman uh, Isaac Asiata, former NFL player for the Miami Dolphins, come in and talk to some e-commerce businesses in Miami that we were funding, and they were all super excited. This was like uh, in November, and they were like, oh, boy, we, we've really got to get more money here for inventory so we can take advantage of that fourth quarter. And that trend just seems to be increasing year after year after year. And the other thing that happened is obviously during the pandemic, e-commerce businesses boomed and maybe accelerated where they would have been at a certain level, you know, five years later, but instead in two or three years, they're already at that level just because of the pandemic and the effect that that had on people getting used to. I mean, it's funny, like before the pandemic, I didn't really order a lot of food online. I would just go get it, right? Yeah. And then after and during the pandemic, I can't imagine. Like, I'm in the car. I'm driving. Uh, last night after football practice, Jonas, you know, order uh, some Roxberries. I need a, a protein smoothie because I ran, I ran sprints with the kids last oh night. Boy. Oh, boy. I beat all of them still. So congratulations. I can still beat 11-year-olds. But uh, my lungs were burning. I was coughing afterwards. The other coaches were laughing. But, hey, they didn't run them. I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed, Leo. And, and my other advice to e-commerce businesses, and this is something when I was in e-commerce, a lot of people missed out on. Let me ask you this, Leo, did you get any uh, gift cards for Christmas last year? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Jillian, yes, you I get did. any gift, gift cards for Christmas? Well, no. we're going to put a change to that if you didn't. We gave you, I yeah. thought everyone got at least a, yeah, a Amazon okay. or something. Okay. So you, you get these gift cards for Christmas. Well, when do you spend those gift cards? Q1. And so a lot of these e-commerce business owners, they get so consumed on focused on, you know, it's all Q4. We've got to have everything ready for Christmas, but they don't realize the millions and millions and millions of dollars that are given away in these gift cards. So they've got to make sure that they're still funding their business and keeping that inventory stock stocked well, well, well into the first quarter. And when you get a gift card, like you think about gift cards, you know, it's always been popular to do restaurants. You got maybe a Chili's, an Olive Garden, something like that. But more and more, people just want flexibility, freedom. I want to be able to get what I want. And so you think about it, and we've been doing giveaways with a lot of our stuff that we do, and it's an Amazon card. Yeah. It's an Amazon card. And That's so what I want. Yeah. Give me an Amazon card. That's what we want. 
Yep. Maybe it used to be Walmart. Who wants a Walmart card? No, I want Amazon. I don't have to go into Walmart. And, and of course, you can still order things online on Walmart, but that just doesn't have the connection quite yet, I think, that Amazon Dude, does. going into Walmart sucks. Oh, yeah, there's no question. It's brutal. Like, I'll yeah. buy stuff online because Walmart's really trying to compete with Amazon, and they're... Their online game's actually pretty good. Like they're big improvement. Yeah, you you get your stuff really really quickly. They have all sorts of third party sellers. They're really good with with dropshipping and whatnot. So it it's great. But going into a Walmart, I swear every time I go in, I swear it off that I will never go back because it's just this terrible experience. I got bumped into with a cart like twice, and then when I was bumped into, looked at me like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, dude, where are these people coming from? It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's there and there's. There's a, it always seems like there's some weird people there at Walmart. I'm yeah. just saying. Why don't they go to Target? <laughs> they just don't. I'm I'm okay with it. I I actually pleasantly uh, enjoy going to Target, but why aren't these Walmart people going to Target? I don't know. It's just it's just weird. That's true. So I think without a doubt we're saying e commerce, whether it's in especially Amazon, Walmart, Shopify, your own e commerce stores, this is a hot niche, a hot industry and We've got some videos on it on the channel. Like if you can focus on providing funding for e-commerce, it's a wonderful spot to be. And we just keep on speaking with more and more e-commerce partners out there whose clients need access to money. So that's going to be maybe our top industry right now. Our next top industry, there's a lot of competition out there. What would you say the, the next top one is that maybe comes to mind? If we say all 2023, I mean, real estate still... We, we've definitely seen a lot of people still raising capital and getting money for real estate and doing it in a little bit more of a creative manner. A lot of seller finance deals, so they need the capital to come in for closing or they need capital to do some rehab because they got a seller finance deal and now they want to rent it, rehab it up and rent it out. So I, I would still probably say real estate is number two. What, what are your thoughts? I agree. I was going to say real estate is, is still there. And it's one of those things that will always be there because there's always, as Jim Cramer always says on CNBC, and I certainly don't always, uh, I like to poke fun at Jim sometimes because he screws things up. But he says there's a bull market somewhere always. And he's absolutely right. And it's like in real estate, no matter what real estate is doing, going up and down, there's always a bull market somewhere, and that means there's a deal out there. If you find a good deal, it doesn't matter if your market went up 5% or down 10% in the last year, which obviously a lot of markets have done, especially out here in the West. If you go find a deal that's 40% below market value, it doesn't matter if it lost 10 or 5 Like you're still going to do pretty well with it. And so there's always a great deal out there. It just takes some work. And real estate has so many different divisions now. You've got Airbnb properties. You know, you could buy them. Then there's the Airbnb arbitrage where you can just rent one out and then put furnishings in and, and uh, make more on the Airbnb than you would what you pay in rent. There's fix and flips. There's wholesale where you just get a property under contract and sell the contract to another investor for a profit without having to do anything except have the, the earnest money to get it under contract and find the good deal. So there's so many different avenues in real estate. And you mentioned seller financing where people locked in really low interest rates a year ago. It's going to be super attractive for the next buyer to say, I don't want to get that shitty 7% mortgage. I'd rather just sell or finance it. This thing's locked in at 3%. How about I pay you you know, more than that at 4 or 5%? You're still winning. You still have ownership in the property. So a lot of people are going to be doing seller financing for the foreseeable future. Exactly. And it's still a win for that seller because they can get that down payment money, right? That's what I did with one of my properties. I was able to get that down payment money 
take that down payment money, roll it into something else, essentially sub it is seller finance it. So I'm getting, I'm still getting more than what the monthly mortgage is. And it's, it's a win-win across the board. So I, I think it's a great way to do it right now. You just need to know how to find those deals. No question. So we got e-commerce, we got real estate. And then next, I would say some sort of online business. It could be a digital marketing business. It could be, you know, an online business where you're coaching other business owners. It could be an online business where you teach a different skill, maybe a marketing course, a management course. There's so many different quote-unquote, online businesses out there, and that's certainly a space. So anybody who's teaching someone how to make money online, maybe affiliate marketing, maybe starting a YouTube channel, uh, a lot of different options there. What what am I missing? What, what would you add to that? Yeah, the only thing I would add to that that I'm seeing a little bit more of because the older generation, I think, is getting a little bit scared of just leaving their money in the markets right now. Yeah. Oh, very good I'm point. definitely seeing more people yep. pull that out and get into franchises. But when they start a franchise, they want some working capital budget as well. So I'm definitely seeing franchises uh, being a little bit more popular than it than it was a year ago. Yeah, no question about it. And there's a lot of advantages to looking at starting a franchise, obviously, because the franchise has a system, it has processes, it knows the business model, it knows where you want to open if it's a brick and mortar location or what the service is or what the need is in that area. And instead of trying to figure out the right product, the right offering, how to market it, these franchise owners or franchise uh, systems are often already built out. They're in place. They have great training. You pay their franchise fee. You pay a small royalty every month. And so we've been able to fund a lot of franchises. And that's a huge – and there's always a new franchise starting somewhere. And, boy, the, the one thing about it is they always need working capital. You might cover the franchise fee. You might be able to open the location. But if you don't have working capital for marketing and to cover payroll until you get your sales up as a franchise owner, you can be get you can get in a sticky cash flow situation where you're just short and you can't even quite pay the bills. So super important to help those franchises get access to money. Yeah. No question. Those are the big ones I can think of though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a that's a good range. Those are the top industries to focus on funding. And the good news is I would say all of them for the foreseeable future are going to continue to be trending up. They're going to be hot. Obviously, if you said uh, I'm going to go out and fund, you know, brick and mortar bookstores or brick and mortar retail clothing stores, those are trending down. You don't want to trend those. All the ones we just mentioned, e-commerce, real estate, online franchises those trends are only going to be going up for the foreseeable future. All right, topic number two. This is a mastery topic here. Uh, going to be very interesting. We've, we've uh, had a lot of people ask about credit. Fortunately, you and I have been fortunate to look at over 100,000 credit reports, so we have a bit of knowledge when it comes to credit reports. And there was a new article that came out, and it's on CNBC, and it says, once you hit this credit score, There's no benefit to scoring higher, says expert. It's just bragging rights. I think this is a really good topic because I can think of a number of people we've talked to that are, you know, after a unicorn. Oh, I want to get that 850 credit score. And we've seen, we've seen some 850s. We usually see one or two every single month out of the thousands of people that are looking for financing. And so at the end of the day, people have this idea of, I want to get that high credit score. And my question to them is, if you have a 750 or an 850 credit score, is the 850 making you money? Is it making you more wealthy? That's always been my question. Yeah, the an- typically the answer is no. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, there's obviously variables to that. And and sometimes, you know, what's interesting is we'll see an 850 credit score and they don't really have a crazy elaborate credit file. No. Whereas we see a 750, 760 that, yeah, they're 100 points lower, but they have a very elaborate file. Their utilizations are low. Uh, their credit history is longer and they can get a lot more funding than the 850. And honestly, that 750, 760 that has a bunch of properties and mortgages and cash flow, their net worth ends up being usually five to 10 times higher from the files I've seen than that business owner who, you know, just has a very thin file and, and, you know, they've got some things set up. They've done a great job, but they don't have a lot of businesses, a lot of investments, a lot of real estate. So, yeah. And if I, if I were to guess, I haven't read this article, Leo, but to me, it seems like that threshold is 780. The second that I, I see a client at a 780, whether they're a 780 or an 850, it literally doesn't matter. Um, and I'd be curious to see what CNBC, you said it was CNBC, right? Yeah, CNBC. So here's what it says. While having a perfect 850 credit score is impressive, you don't necessarily need it to unlock the best benefits. Typically, once you hit the mid 700s, you're considered to have excellent credit and there's no practical benefit to scoring any higher, says Ted Rossman, bank rate senior industry analysis, is just bragging rights above that threshold. The exact number within that mid-700 range varies by lender, but usually a credit score between 740 and 750 will qualify you for the best terms with credit cards and auto loans. Rossman tells CNBC, make it a 760 will typically get you the best rates on mortgages. I think I have seen 780, though. Yeah, but there's seems- there's an additional um, lower interest rate, like may, maybe a quarter point, if you go from a 750 to a 775 or a 780. Yeah, because if you see someone at a 760 with perfect, like no negative marks on their credit whatsoever, typically there's a utilization issue. They're they're yeah. a little overutilized, and so you get that corrected. That's where you get closer to the 780 to 790 range, and you can fund just about anyone. But uh. You know, to play the devil's advocate here, if you if they say it, it doesn't matter, there's no benefits. I mean, there are still some jobs out there where they check your credit, and if you're competing with someone else, and one's a 760 and one's an 800, that could have an impact. There's that dating app that that checks your credit now. Some people are really turned on by that. I, I think a score, lot of them you know? have added. I think a lot of those yeah. dating apps have added it, and they've got the credit score there in the profile, and it's like. Oh, honey, I really want to go out with you, but boy, I just can't do the low credit score. Yeah, this guy seems just as great, just as attractive. Everything's there, but he's an 800. And apples to apples. Oh, 650, 750. Sorry. Yeah. See? Yeah. It's not so, anything. So credit score profiles, just to remind you guys, go from three, uh, 300 on the low end up to 850 on the high end. If you're... I mean, if you're below uh, a 650, you're definitely got some issues, probably some late payments. And then you start getting above 700, your credit cards are paid down a little bit more, and you start getting above 750, and that's really where the magic happens. And so 750 is super important. If you can get above 770, 780, then for sure you're qualifying for the highest stuff. But beyond 780, that 70-point range of 780 to 850, probably not much difference. I agree. All right, cool. Well, that is the credit score profile. Uh, Quickly says, how to improve your credit score? Let's see what they say. Some people may think carrying a balance from month to month on your credit card can help raise your credit score, but that's simply not true. In fact, it will only cost you more money and interest charges, says Rossman. 
Instead, by lowering your credit utilization rate, which represents how much of your available credit you're using, which represents 30% of your credit score. So let's say you have two cards that each have $6,000 limits. Your total available credit would be $12,000 if you're carrying a balance of $3,600. Between the two cards, your credit utilization is 30%. I mean, that's the thing that we talk about all the time. If you can keep your utilization uh, at 30% or less, you're going to be in really good shape. Um, if you're applying for financing for a business, maybe 40 to 45% you can get away with. But uh, those that's pretty much one of the biggest things you can do to, to raise your credit score. Okay, topic number three here. How vital are podcasts to your business in 2023? You know, it's interesting. Uh, you think about the transformation that the internet and social media have had on business, whereas maybe 10 years ago, you know, most businesses didn't create a lot of content. It was a new thing. I remember uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was just starting to really become big with VaynerMedia and so companies like Coca-Cola and Microsoft and others wanted to learn how to, you know, create good content for social media, for Facebook. And so uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and his company would help them do that. And so that kind of became a thing. But, but small business owners could compete on social media, and it's just gotten more and more competitive. And so there's two things I think about. If you're a business owner and you're not creating content – and you don't have posts on social media, and you don't have a podcast, and you've got another business that does a very similar offers a very similar product or service, and they create you know content, and they have social media posts, a YouTube channel maybe, and a podcast, and you don't. Which one of those do you think is going to win? The one getting the content out there. No question. Like Man. content is king. Having a podcast is so powerful, especially if there are strategic partners, which you and I, we've looked at this. We've been investing in other businesses. Uh, we've got a new flooring business and other businesses we're looking at. And boy, if you're not creating content, if you're not doing the things to set yourself apart from the competition, then then you're going to lose. Because the one who is creating content, someone will see that person. And the mistake that a lot of people make is they think, oh, I've got to be perfect. My video has to be perfectly edited. I need to be have a, that radio star voice. I need to be able to create amazing, awesome content. And that's not what people are looking for. I mean, it's nice if you can. But if you just show that you know what you're talking about and you're an expert in your space, well, I'm going to like that. I'm going to want to work with you because you're an expert, because you're passionate, you like what you're doing, you do a good job, and you're creating content, and you're answering questions. What are the questions, problems, concerns that your prospects have in your industry that are problems that you can help them solve? Well, when they actually have a need, they're going to go to you. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Leo. It, it comes down to both sides of it. We look at our podcast, and it's not like we're getting hundreds of thousands of views on these, but we have gotten many, many strategic partners that are bringing us thousands of leads just because they see one little clip of a, or one little short on YouTube and think, hey, that's interesting. They dive into our channel and all of a sudden they reach out to us. We schedule a call and we're funding their clients. And then you'd be surprised how many times I, I talk to a client that I'm serving that says, you know, I, I actually really resonate with what you and Leo talk about. It's nice to know that the company I'm working with has the same values and principles as I do. And so wow. putting those out there, obviously putting them on your wall in the office is good so that you and your team know what you stand for. But we're coming out and publicly telling people, this is what we stand for. This is how we 
we do business. This is what we believe in. If it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, then find another company. So I think it's really important to put that out there. You, you never know. It, it only takes one strategic partner to completely change the scope of your business. Mm. Amazing, amazing. So if you, and one of the complicated things I think a lot of people make out of this is I don't have time, you know, to really create content. And the cool thing is in today's world, there's a simple strategy that you can do. If you just do one podcast a week and you film it like this, and, and it doesn't have to be some elaborate studio right now, our studio's under uh, construction here. It's going to be awesome when we get it done here in the next uh, couple weeks, but you can do it anywhere. You can do it at your desk. You can do it at a home office. You can do it anywhere where you, you can just have some good lighting, have some, uh, these lights are cheap, like two, $300, get the camera. It's probably a thousand dollars. Have someone click record. And then just take that video and audio, it could be 30 minutes that you do once a week, and then you chop it into small videos, you take the audio files and throw it on the podcast platform, you put the video on YouTube, you, you cut up some short videos, have a video editor, pay him a few bucks, and then put it on all the social media channels and do that once a week. And now you've got content everywhere and people have a chance to learn more about you. Put those videos on your website. It's going to connect back up to the social media channels, especially YouTube, which is owned by Google, which does SEO for your website and for video. And so it's that simple. So you take a half hour of content once a week and then you splice it and throw it out there. And now you've got a content creation strategy and uh, and a podcast you can have strategic partners on your podcast and then you know what else happens is people like oh i really like that podcast and then other big podcasts who they don't know how big your podcast is or is not but if they listen to an episode and like it then they're going to invite you to be on their podcast and then it just goes round and round and it's just one of those exponential benefits alex hormozzi always talks about inputs you can put in that have big leveraged outputs you put in the leverage, you put in the half hour, create a podcast, and it has all these benefits. And those benefits can last for years. Yeah, and they, they do. I mean, it's crazy to see these these videos that you put out there two years ago that are still getting traction and still getting likes. And I think for me, and, and a lot of people have, have told me this and asked me this when I said, hey, Leo and I are going to start a podcast. And initially, we did it twice a week for an hour. And when you first told me that, I was like, what? the hell are we going to talk about <laughs> twice a week for an hour? And I think other people have thought that too. And other people ask me, Ty, what are you, what are you guys going to talk about? Even if it was an hour once a week, even 30 minutes twice a week, what are you, how are you going to fill that time? And, and so I, I think the biggest thing that, that you did and, and anyone can do this is you created this outline of key topics or key headers. Like we talk about money, mastery, mindset, freedom, and sports. And, and there's templates out there. There's guides out there that you can just find on Google on a good podcast flow and, and good content ideas. I mean, I think there's ways ChatGPT can give you new content oh, ideas yeah. every great. single day. So it, it, it's not that you just get on video and, and wing it every day. You've got to have this template. You've got to have these guidelines that you're going to follow because I think like many of you, I had that same thought. What on earth are we going to talk about? And then you get out there. You start to find current events. You start to tell stories, and and you, you'd be shocked how quick that uh, that thirty minute time slot goes twice a week. Oh yeah, it flies by. I don't, I don't even know how much time we've been going on this episode, but it seems like it's flying by. So fantastic stuff. If you uh, haven't started a podcast, 
a YouTube channel, you should. And then the most important part of it is just being consistent with it, right? If you can just be consistent and have a, a format you're consistent with and topics that are within your space that you are knowledgeable about and you can add a few other things that you're knowledgeable about too or passionate about and you, you'll you just start to build a, communi- a community and connect with people. And, and even if you're only having a few hundred views, a few dozen views at the beginning, it's really going to pay off down the road. And all of a sudden you'll have a video that goes viral and gets 300,000 organic views. And you're like, wow, if we'd have spent... To get 300,000 views, like literally we would have spent like forty dollars or $50,000 and then that's just free advertising that happens in your business once in a while. But if you're not swinging for the fences, you're never going to hit a home run. You miss all the shots you don't take. Leo, I've got a good feeling about this one. When we, uh, when we start talking about the AFC East, I've, I've got a little surprise for everyone. I, I think this one might go big. It's game time, guys. It's time to jump into our sports segment, and you know the NFL season is right around the corner. You know what's funny, Ty? So my daughter had never, like, loved football and sports, but last year she started, she was watching a game. You know the game she was watching? It was the Minnesota Vikings versus the Ooh. Buffalo Bills. And for whatever reason, she and Kayla decided they wanted the Vikings, and she loved Justin Ooh. Jefferson. That guy's a badass. And I, I like Josh Allen. I love the, I, I like uh, Coach McDermott, so I'm, I'm rooting for the Bills. Of course, the Bills found a way to lose that game, as they did uh, in the playoffs. But uh, yeah. but what a great game. And so in the offseason, Kayla's like, are there no football games on? Like. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of boring on Sunday without football. And and then we, we had a preseason game on this Sunday, and she's like, oh, is football back? Oh, I, I kind of missed it. It, yeah. it gave me something to look forward to on Sundays to watch, and these games are kind of awesome, and you got HD, and you got the theater room. And so, yeah, Good my, fantasy my football 18-year-old goes. daughter, she, she likes football. That's awesome. I'd love to hear it. love to hear it. Well, uh, All right. Should we got break it. this down? We've got the, uh, the four – AFC divisions here. Um, let's start with probably the most boring one. We're going to go the AFC South. So okay. in the AFC South, you have the Colts, you've got the Texans, you've oh. got the Titans, and yep. you've got the Jaguars. Okay, This one's a pretty easy pick for me. Even with DeAndre Hopkins going, teaming up with Ryan Tannehill, I like Coach Vrabel. It's it, it's not going to happen. It's, it's the Jaguars division it to is. win. Jacksonville yeah. is definitely going to be – the team out of the AFC South that has any shot of making a splash in the playoffs, and they will win that division. And they're coached by a Super Bowl-winning coach, one of the few head coaches who has beat Bill Belichick and uh, the New England Patriots in a Super Bowl, Coach Doug Peterson, incredible coach, incredible guy, and he has absolutely in one year transformed that team. It's funny, I was watching them early on last year, and they started off with some losses, but they were really close. And they were looking, and I'm like, they're going to come on at the end of the year. And, boy, they sure did. And, yeah. and now they're going to come in with a lot of momentum. Oh, yeah. That, that's that got to be one of the greatest playoff comebacks of all time that they, they pulled off against the Chargers. So, All right. Quick quick one. Uh, C.J. Stroud of the Texans or Anthony Richardson of uh, – who's he on? The He's Colts. Like, the Colts. Who, who you got? Who has the better year? C.J. CJ, I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's. I think he has more weapons. I think he's got the better coach. I. I do like Steichen, but I. I definitely think that CJ will have a better year, and I think that Bryce Young will have the better year of all three of them. So, smart kid. AFC West. This is a. It gets a little bit more complicated okay. here because yes. you've you've got the Raiders. They're going to be at the very bottom of the West. Then you probably have the Broncos. I. 
I do think they're going to surprise a lot of teams. I, I think with uh, the new coach they brought into town, um, I think Russell Wilson's going to kind of have a comeback year. I don't think he'll be comeback player of the year because you can already bet on this. Uh, in Vegas, it's it's going to be the Buffalo Bill safety that literally Lamar Hamlin. came back yeah. to life. So yeah. uh, sorry, Russ, no matter what you do, it's not happening this year. Um, and then you've got the Chargers. Sneaky, sneaky Chargers. They're looking really good, but I'm sorry, guys. You've got the Chiefs, and no one is ever going to bet against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, more so than previous years, I I don't – I think they might struggle a little bit the first few weeks. They've got a lot of young talent coming in, uh, a lot of people that are kind of stepping into new roles, even in the, the uh, preseason game. Like, Pat Mahomes played that first – that whole possession, and – they did not look sharp. No, they, they they've did got not some look work sharp. to do. They went four and fourth down. They got stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they didn't look great. I think it's gonna. They will be into tip top shape, tip top form come playoff time. They will win the AFC West, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than than years past. I think the Chargers have a really good shot of dethroning them. It just won't happen this year. Does the AFC West send three teams to the playoffs or just two? Just two, because right, of so, the AFC East. So Denver does not quite make it. Nope. But you, but they're doing better than last year. They they Bain. will do better than last year. The problem is you throw Denver, you look at the AFC North and the AFC East, and Denver's taking last in both of those divisions. Those divisions yeah. are just stacked. So going to the AFC North, you've got the Cleveland Browns. Okay. You've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got the Cincinnati Bengals. And you've got the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that's a tough division. That is a very that's tough a division. Very tough. Oh. And this is probably – the toughest one for me to pick. I The Steelers and the Browns, it's not happening. They're not there yet. They're going to have – I wouldn't be surprised if all four of these teams have winning records. Browns may be right there at, at 500. But to me, it's it's Joe Burrow. You, you break down these teams. Both the Bengals and the Ravens are very, very talented, mm-hmm. very well coached. It comes down to the difference maker at quarterback, and, and Burrow just has that clutch factor that um, Lamar Jackson does not. Plain and simple. He has not. He has not up to this point. He's an incredible athlete, and he's actually a very good quarterback. He makes good decisions. He makes good throws. He's been missing some weapons over the years. This year, he's got more weapons. So he, does. He, he does. He he can't really go to that as an excuse. His contract got taken care of. So uh, Baltimore Ravens are all in with Lamar Jackson, and it's up to him to go out and deliver. And I agree. I feel like... I almost just feel like it's Eagles and Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it did. It very well could be. Um, and I don't think Kansas is making it to the Super Bowl this year. No, I think no. they've got to get a lot of this young talent up to speed. But the problem is Kelsey's getting old. So as they Kelsey get, is getting old. They get, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, on to the AFC East. And, and Here we go. those of you that don't know, you've got the Patriots, uh, Dolphins, Jets, and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. And I'll tell you what. One second, Leo. What, what do we got, Ty? What okay, do we got? I'll be right back. Hold on. He's he's going to do an assessment. So that AFC East again. We got uh, the Patriots. We got the Dolphins. We got the New York New York Football Jets, and of course we've got the uh, Buffalo Bills there. So another a really good division. That's a tough division, Ty. What, what's going to go on in the East? I guess we should probably start with how are the Jets going to play? Well. The Jets will still <laughs> suck. They're going to be better. They're, they're definitely going to be better. And 
I love how Hard Knocks is just making uh, Aaron Rodgers seem like such this cool, badass guy. Because he's not. He's a dick. And nobody likes him. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. You're, you're not going to do any better for the New York Jets. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, you're going to likely get double-dipped by the Bills. Likely get double-dipped by the Dolphins. You'll probably split with the, uh, the Patriots. But it's just not going to happen. This is the Dolphins division. It's our time. We're the only team to ever be perfect. Granted, it was 1972, but still the only team to ever be perfect and win the Super Bowl. Fins up, baby. This jersey signed. Jalen Waddle is going to set some records. And uh, there's just too much speed, too much firepower. Tua did jujitsu all, all offseason. It's, it's time. Fins up. I'm glad you pointed that out. I, I read through the, an entire article. He really did a lot of jujitsu. In jujitsu, you learn how to fall, you learn how to take hits, you learn how to take throws, and that's absolutely. And you know what else? He looks thick. He looks so strong. He's he's ready. He's ready. Yeah. They've got all the weapons. Their defense is better than last year. They are going to look dangerous. Oh yeah, we've got yeah. two guys in the backfield running sub four four forties. Um, the rookie, I've heard his name pronounced three different times now. I, Devon A-Chain, Devon Achan, Devon Achaney. I don't really know exactly what, what is correct, but I think he's going to make enough of a name for himself this year that everyone will know his name pretty soon. Apparently, he's beating Tyreek Hill in, in sprints, which okay. is insane. This which, that's the fastest guy in the NFL, oh, yeah. so, so this guy must Molly. be incredibly fast. Oh, yeah, just can run, and apparently he looked pretty good. This uh, unlike a lot of these teams the, in the preseason game, the Dolphins didn't play a single starter, let alone a lot of backups. Like, we pretty much were third, fourth stringer, seeing who's going to get cut and who's not. Um, whereas you got the Broncos that are playing their starters the whole first quarter. So it's kind of interesting how different coaches do this. But uh, I heard some people talking a little bit of shit because the Dolphins lost 19-3 to to the Falcons. But, guys, we nobody knew a single name that was on that field. I'm, I'm not worried one bit. I can see the Dolphins uh, winning all their games in the division. It, they definitely. I could. can see it's... them beating Buffalo. I don't think. I think Buffalo takes a step back from last year. I think the Patriots are very similar, and honestly, the Jets might be very maybe have a two or three more wins than they did last year, and and have a chance to maybe get into the playoffs. And that's it. Yeah. So I think the Dolphins can win all six of those games against their three divisional foes, and that'll put them in a really strong spot. I'm. To tell you the truth, Leo, this is not – I'm not just making this up to feel better about the Dolphins and the division. I'm more scared of the Patriots than I am the Jets, mm. especially with the with adding Ezekiel Elliott to their backfield. That was a good add. How Bill O'Brien knows how to use his yeah. backs. They've, they've yeah. got the OC, like I just mentioned, his name. Their defense is, is a top three defense. They didn't really lose anyone. They didn't replace with a, a better solution. They added Mike Gusecki. They added Juju Smith-Schuster. It comes down to can Mac Jones take a, a leap forward, and if he can, they're just as scary as any AFC East team. I think he can, and we're talking about Bill Belichick, maybe the GOAT, maybe the greatest uh, you know NFL football coach of all time, and I agree that the Patriots, and you know what else about the Patriots? They're going to maybe be so-so the first two and a half months of the year, but come that last six weeks, they're going to be so dialed in. It's going to get cold, and they're going to be able to hand the ball off to Zeke, and Bill O'Brien is a great offensive coordinator, a Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator, and, of course, we know what Belichick brings to the table. So you're right. Patriots are the team to for the Dolphins to worry about there, and, yeah. I, and the Patriots might be the ones that leapfrog the Jets and they go into the playoffs. Yeah, it's – 
whoever takes last in that division is going to the be the best last place division ending team that that we've seen potentially ever. Um, but to break it down and answer your Broncos question again, so the division leaders again, we've got the Chiefs, we've got the Jaguars, yep, we've got the Check. Bengals, Check. and we got the Dolphins. Check. Outside of those four teams, are are the Broncos going to be better than the Chargers? No. Are they going to be better than the Ravens? No. Are they going to no. be better than the Jets, the Bills, maybe even the Patriots? No. no not a They're chance. right there with the Titans. The Titans and the Broncos is just not going to happen. Yeah, the AFC is too stacked. They're not going stacked. to the playoffs this year, no question. And and my prediction is Bengals and Dolphins in the AFC Championship. Barring major injuries, right? Yes. Uh, Pat Mahomes the gets hurt. Absolutely. Another team yeah. sneaks in. Uh, yeah. Same thing with the Josh Allen. But I'm excited. It's getting close. We're almost there. <sighs> Game time. It's coming up. Coming up. Well, that was good stuff. That, yeah, that that's going to be a great segment there. I can't wait to watch uh, that short. I want to see some shorts and a segment. And uh, we're going to do a little hashtag fins up, hashtag uh, Dolphins uh, 2023. And that's going to be fun to see. Might see the, what everyone the, says. The Larry Zonka's helmet. Just, uh, oh, yeah. Things. All right. Go figure. Thank you for joining us on the Go Figure podcast. If you learned something that will help your business or family, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star. If we added value to your day, then share the show with someone who wants to get their money right and be sure to subscribe to the Seven Figures Funding YouTube channel. If you're a business owner and a parent committed to getting your money right for your family, then check out the MyFigures.com money app with a free 30-day trial to manage your money, track your net worth, and build a profit-first business through our fintech platform. God bless, and we'll see you next time on the Go Figure podcast.